0: I'm Agent Phil Colson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it.
1: And welcome to another episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.Cast. I am Colonel Chaos, a.k.a. Chipsella. And joining me tonight, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing, Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent?
2: Not too bad. Tired, busy. Yes. I've been ill, I'm better. <laughs> hmm? I've been ill, and I'm um, better. And I've had all sorts of other things, but yeah, I'm here. <laughs> you know, um... It's been a while. Yeah, a couple of weeks since we recorded. Have we recorded this year? Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, did I think we did? Uh, did we do the offenders? No, no, no. The last episode we did was just before New Year. I think so. Yeah, Happy New Year. I think. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was e. It was
1: either just before my b- yeah. It was probably just before my birthday. I think we tried to squeeze one out before uh, before I went on mm. vacation. Yep. So, so yeah, it had to be. No, it wouldn't have been in the new year, because I was on. I was on.
2: Uh, unless we did it New Year's Day. No, I think we did. I think we did like uh, the day before that. But anyway, way, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's so Happy New Year. Happy Let's New Year, uns- and check. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I've turned 50.
1: Um, uh, let's see. A- and I went to Disney World. Nice. So, uh, Disney World and Universal. Um, so, yeah. It, and then I have got back. I
2: got sick. You got sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so-, so many things already this year. Like, uh, uh, my cooker broke, so I had to get a new cooker. <laughs> and uh, my my heating broke so uh, uh, the boiler broke down the That's motherboard right. believe it or not on the boiler broke down so it was too cold to record <laughs> night believe it or not <laughs> it's like my um, game room I know like crazy uh, you know
1: currently here in Connecticut it is 14 degrees Fahrenheit so what's what's that Celsius then uh, minus five.
2: Okay, that, that's pretty cold
1: because <laughs> <laughs> 30, 30, 32 uh, Fahrenheit is zero centigrade or Celsius, right? And uh, you know, I'm and I'm not just doing the math, but it's probably about minus five Celsius, right. so yeah. Which, um, when I went to Florida, it was you know, F- F- Florida uh probably would usually be i don't know uh 25 30 celsius that sound about right 80 degrees
2: Uh that sounds very very hot <laughs> that's pretty much hotter than it ever gets over here <laughs> okay so
1: what's what's a normal celsius temperature there
2: uh maybe like maybe well in in scotland it's usually like between five and ten you know that's kind of normal Okay. But it's cold. This is a cold country, like, so. (laughs) All right. So maybe, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's
1: probably somewhere around 20, 25 Mm. Celsius. I I could probably pull up a. In fact, I'll try and do it. Uh, (laughs) It's like
2: the hottest summer on record. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll see if I can find a a Celsius Fahrenheit to Celsius. This is how you know this show is completely unscripted, uh, <laughs> to uh, because we have no idea where uh, let's see, that work. We have no idea where we're going with this, and we—I nope. wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> I didn't, oh, because that's not Google, uh, I just want Google, all right, anyways, while we're, uh, dealing with this, um, well, anyways, basically, Florida, there, there we go, uh, Florida is usually in the 80 to 90 degree, uh, 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 80 to 90 degrees, even hotter sometimes. Right. So let's let's see. Let's put 80 in here. Okay. So, uh, floor I mean, I've been in Florida when it's 90 uh, with 90 percent humidity. Uh, 80 degrees Fahrenheit is 20 almost 27 degrees
2: Celsius. Yeah. So that's height of summer on a very 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 good summer. <laughs> okay. So, uh,
1: the height of summer in Florida—I'll I'll just go to ninety—is thirty-two point two Celsius.
2: Right. <laughs> so
1: while I was there, it was about thirty-five degrees. Uh, I actually and at one point it was thirty-four. So that'd be about one and one one and a
2: half Celsius. Mm. Yeah. So that's 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 just kind of like what we're at just now, like winter time. <laughs> Yeah, uh you know <laughs> yeah, unusual go, for that that place I take it. Well, yeah, the iguanas were uh
1: in the the, the iguanas in the trees were dying, freezing and dying oh, right. and Jeez. falling out of the trees. <sighs> wow. Um yeah, it doesn't uh, I mean, usually I go to even when I go to Orlando in January or February, uh, I at least get to wear shorts one day.
0: Hmm.
1: I was wearing hoodies and parkas the entire time, uh, triple layered. Uh, they, uh, I forgot, I, I didn't bring a winter hat one day. You know, the ones with the hmm. little beanie on top. And hmm. the hoodie I wore, uh, the the hood wasn't it wasn't a warm hood. It was more of like a, a hood for rain. You know, it was just okay. So so it wasn't it, it wasn't keeping my ears warm. I paid $30 for a Star Wars winter hat because my ears were so cold. So um but other than the temperature, my mom, my wife and I all went down to Universal to celebrate my 50th birthday. We had uh, breakfast with Stitch, which is what I wanted to do. Um got to go on the Stitch experience one last time because supposedly they're Perma- they permanently closed it january 6th and Oh, okay it is probably one of the worst rides disney ever created i mean it's not a ride <laughs> it's uh it's a it's kind of a show it, it, it basically you're strapped into a chair uh there's a animatronic stitch in the middle it breaks loose shuts the lights off and uh the chair does makes it feel like stitch is like uh jumping on top of your chair and smacking your <laughs> head and uh, uh gives you a giant garlic k- breath kiss or belch in your face and you know um it, it's like so it's like one of the four d things then yeah, yeah, and you know I've probably done it twenty times because it's stitch, and it's every time I mm-hmm. go there i I require that and it's been open. I required that we uh, do it, even though I even know it's bad, but it's stitched, so I do it anyways. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, supposedly they, they were closing it January 6th. Um, hmm. I did get to do the new King Kong ride or Kong Skull Island over at Universal, um, and that was a pretty cool VR. It's It's an actual ride. You actually move through. There's... Uh, kind of, it's a 3D virtual thing it, with where Kong battles dinosaurs and kind of rescues your uh, tram from uh, hmm. from the various thi- uh, monsters and whatnot. And uh, that was very well done. In fact, um, I would say it's even better than uh, Flight of the Banshee over you know the the new Disney ride. Uh, I hmm. thought that was done. I thought it was done better than Flat of the Banshee. This Banshee just felt like something I could do on my Oculus Rift. <laughs> so, um, and I'm trying to think. Was there any really cool Marvel stuff? No, I did see. I mean, I did get a picture. I meant uh, I'll put it up. I meant to put it up uh, over on our Facebook page. There's uh I saw where they are constructing the Star Wars land. And there's a big sign saying coming in 2019. Hmm. And it kind of shows a picture. And they actually are already selling uh, uh, stuff with the logo and uh, on it. at um, It's going to be part of Hollywood Studios, which in my opinion is probably the weakest of the Disney parks. Right up. Well, I'm not a big fan of Disney's uh, Hollywood Studios or uh, Animal Kingdom. Disney is four am- separate amusement parks. I don't know. Do you know the setup there?
2: Hmm. well, Animal Kingdom is one of them.
1: There's Animal Kingdom. There's uh, Hollywood Studios. There's Epcot, and then there's uh, the Magic Kingdom.
2: Hmm.
1: And they're not all. You you couldn't walk from one to the other. You actually have to get in a car or a tram or a monorail and travel to them. Right. All right. And they're, you know, it's about maybe a 10-minute ride to from one to the other. Um, so, uh, I, you know, Hollywood Studios, the big rides there would be... They have Star Tours, and the ri- the line for Star Tours was three hours long. Um, Tower of Terror, because they ha- can't switch it over to Guardians yet. And probably the Aerosmith Rock and Roll Roller Coaster, which is one of the lamest roller coasters on the planet, but for some reason, people like it. Um, and beyond that, uh, there's the Muppet Ride, or the Muppet Show. And... I, there might there's probably a couple of other more kiddie rides. I think there's a Monsters Inc. or something there, um, but I mean as a as a park, it's a park you if you didn't have to wait in line for the rides you could probably do in about a half a day. Hmm. It probably has a half dozen rides. It also has some shows and whatnot, but um, but yeah, it was it was free. But that's where they're they're adding the Star Wars, uh, land or whatever they're calling it, uh, onto Hollywood studios. So that'll make it a shitload more interesting. Um, they, they did have some Star Wars shows going while we were there. Um, Marvel stuff's still very limited in, uh, in Florida, Disney In fact. I think I saw less Marvel stuff this time than any other time I've been at Mar- uh, at Disney World.
2: Hmm. That's, that's interesting because, I mean, Marvel's really bigger now than anything it's ever been. Yeah, but Universal has the
1: lifetime rights mm. to mm. Marvel east of the Mississippi, which is right. river, which is a river that pretty much uh, bisects the United States. Yeah. Um, so uh but you i last i mean i've seen stuff there before i i don't think i really even saw anything this time but and then uh universal hasn't added anything new to the marvel area um since i since i was there i you know i did pick up a couple new t-shirts um a hoodie or two but uh otherwise uh they 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 haven't They haven't enhanced or used their uh, Marvel license any more than they already have. But uh, Universal, we had VIP passes, so we were able to skip the lines on all the rides and uh, do both parks in about a day and a half.
0: Hmm.
1: And pretty much rode everything. We did ride everything we wanted to. Uh, If you ever get over here and you do the if you know you decide to do the Disney thing make sure you at least go and get a day pass and do uh, universal islands of adventure it is one of the the Harry Potter land alone is uh worth worth the price of the admission and the Marvel land is pretty good too it was so cold uh they closed down uh the Hulk coaster due to wind chill
0: hmm.
1: I I think it was it – eventually was going again, but it was like I'm not getting on a roller coaster in 35-degree weather uh, that goes 60 miles an hour because the wind chill is going to be like, what, 10? So mm-hmm. I, I didn't bother doing – it's the first time I haven't r- ridden the Hulk coaster when I was there. But uh, they do have a very good Spider-Man ride over at Universal. So – Nice, but what have you
2: been up to, Andy? Um, only the the stuff I mentioned already, like uh, getting a new cooker and uh, trying my heating fixed and whatnot. (laughs) But yeah, real real adult things. (laughs) Nothing as exciting as going to fucking Disneyland. I did get I did get a look gaming crate finally, Chip. Oh yeah. That uh, I, I ordered this crate. Believe it or not, on uh, the twenty eighth of October last year, and I finally got it this week. <laughs> that has and up it was that. not worth the wait. It was not worth the wait. I tell you that. And what what, what was it? Was it loot crate? Was it? it so there's a loot, loot gaming one. So uh, it's gaming themed mm-hmm. stuff. Um, this is the it was the tank crate they called it. Okay. So like there was like, but there was like a Call of Duty T shirt in it. So I'm like, okay, yay. I, I it's a Call of Duty World War Two t shirt as well. I'm like, okay, I didn't like that game, but I guess the T shirt. Um there's like a Bioshock uh, Big Daddy figure in it. That's quite cool. And then there's like a it's a Gears of War uh ball and chain thing, but it's a plushie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh and 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 this this here. Which, which, I, I suppose I could use it on the podcast, but not for anything else. <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's a Wolfenstein two whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like okay, like fair enough. But but yeah, yeah, not worth the wait I tell you that.
1: I <laughs> you, as you know, I I did uh, I did loot crate for about a year, mm-hmm. and I would say. Out of the 13 or 14 boxes I got, I probably thought uh, five of them were, had mm. something cool in them. A lot of them uh, just w- weren't franchises that I was into. Mm. So I-, I canceled Loot Crate, but I switched it over to Marvel's... Uh, the Marvel uh, Loot Crate thing. Mar- Marvel Goods. Oh,
2: the Collector core thing. No, oh, no, no. Right, right, right. Well, I, I do
1: Marvel Collector Core, and that's through Funko, <laughs> yes. In fact, uh, they had an exclusive uh, Rocket, or no, uh, official, an exclusive Baby Groot uh, Funko that they offered to hmm. members, uh, You and, you, you know, because I'm a subscriber, I, I, I was a- allowed to get it, um, and it has him holding uh, the Awesome Mix cassette. Oh, nice. And that 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 showed up Friday actually, um, but the the Marvel Goods I think it's called something like that. It's by Loot Crate, but at least it's all Marvel stuff.
0: Hmm.
1: So most of the time, a lot of it uh, I will use. Like I've got I got um, a couple of throw pillows <laughs> with Spider Gwen and uh, somebody. Okay, uh, I think Miles Morales. Um, yeah, I got, uh, like a little th- th- tray, uh, it's a foldable tray. It, they're all kind of neat little things. Uh, you know, I have like, uh, uh, a, a Wolverine headlamp. I have, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I have, um, a, an X-Force mini backpack, which mm. I like when I go on vacation, I put all my, uh, chargers and stuff in okay. that in that you know um so that what you know and usually there'll be uh you know i, I got my but that's how i got my doctor strange bathrobe um mm. with with the with the severe collar um you know usually there's some type of uh, wearable in there and then there's uh a bunch of you know little knickknacks i you know i have like electra thumbtacks you know and their size and <laughs> Uh a desk cat a Daredevil desk caddy with Daredevil posing uh in front of a stained glass window and things like that. That that is uh and usually I put uh pictures up over on our Facebook page when I when yeah, I yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen a good few of them. So I if that would be one if it's available over there, uh that that's worth getting because A, it's only every other month. And it's forty bucks. Yeah, and then you know, obviously the Marvel Collectors Core, which is the Funko thing, um, which is usually uh, pretty decent. They're teasing Howard the Duck in the next box.
2: I mean, I, th- I think these things are kind of fun to open. Like if you've got, like the if you, if you've got spare uh, spare money to just kind of chuck mm. away on mm-hmm. random crap. Like I don't say I don't think that the what the, the value of the stuff that was in this box was probably not worth like twenty quid. But uh, like I do get a new t shirt to put into the work rotation, even if it's not a good t shirt. You know, <laughs> I can always do with more t shirts. Yeah, I'm
1: at maximum density on t shirts, but yeah, I mean, usually I, I would say the value the value the the collector's core is only twenty five bucks. Hmm. The Marvel goods is forty, and I would say, yeah, you're probably getting fifty dollars worth of stuff out of it, maybe a little mm. more.
2: With, uh, with with the shipping, it is like it. The loot crates to over here come from America, because I think it's the same loot crate that everyone gets worldwide, or mm-hmm. the loot gaming one is certainly, and they just they ship it out from America. That's why it takes so long.
1: But but three months, wow.
2: I think it. I think it's because of the time that I ordered it. It was like just after the cutoff for like the last one, mm. and then because over Christmas and whatnot. But it was, like I sent in like a ticket to them because it took so so long. Even after it, like because I had the tracking information, and like it was just sitting in like uh the post office down mm. in England for like two weeks. I'm like, well, where is it? <laughs> but yeah. it finally arrived, and it was not worth the wait. I tell you that. <laughs> The, uh, I mean, they have given me track information for the next one, so apparently I've got another one on the way. <laughs> cool, which I didn't realise, but okay. But I think the next one, uh, it's it's kind of that's what the one thing I really don't like about it is that it's unclear exactly which crate it is that you're getting because mm. you just order it and it like whatever one it is that they have just comes. It doesn't tell you like oh it's the look blah 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 crate like. Uh, but this one is the, the tank or whatever it is. And the, the next one is, I believe the next one's stealth. I could be wrong, but I believe that it's stealth. Um, and I think that that has, I don't know if you saw the Game of Worlds chip, but there was uh, a really cool Assassin's Creed Origins uh, figure of a uh, mm. Bayek standing on top of a pyramid. Just to, like mm. a wee kind of Pop Funko type thing. But uh, I believe that that's in there. So hopefully that's in there and like that will be kind of more cool to sit on the shelf. But yeah, I, I, I think after those ones, I will cancel because I don't need these. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, oh, and we, we were the the only other Marvel related thing is, uh, like I said, I was sick the last couple of days uh, and pretty much couch bound. So hmm. I ended up bing my wife and I ended up binging uh, The Runaways. Oh, nice. Nice. So it, what what do you think? overall no spoilers no spoilers um, overall I thought it was good but it took a while to get going
0: hmm.
1: and I at some point I'll, I'll have to like uh, read uh, the runaways um, I don't think it's that uh, close to the source material. Mm. But I need to do a little more research before I can uh, confirm that. Uh, they do a decent job with it. They have a ton of characters to introduce in this. You have basically uh, five or six runaways. Um, let's see, one, one, two, three, four, five. Am I forgetting somebody? There's at least 5 kids, maybe there's 6. Yeah, there's 6 kids. So there's 6 kids with with five sets of parents. So that's 10 so that that so there's 10 parents total. Um and that's basically so you got to pretty much get people understanding 15 characters right off the bat. And that takes a little time to set up, uh, and, and get you, and get you, uh, invested to, enough to care about these characters, these characters. Um, hmm. sorry, an ad started to playing, playing in the background there. Um, so I think, Get, getting uh, getting to the point where you're kind of invested and want to know about these characters and their plight, uh, the, it takes two or three episodes to get that going. And the quote-unquote abilities probably don't show up until the second half. Okay. Hmm. So, uh, but by the end of the 10-episode run... Uh, it, it was pretty good. It, it got interesting. Uh, it has set the stage for season two,
0: hmm.
1: and it does end on a cliffhanger. And that, but fortunately, they just announced and it's probably in one of our tweets here um, that they ha- have recently confirmed season two of The Runaways.
2: Oh, nice. So. Cool. So uh, season two of a runaway show confirmed before season one has even started (laughs) airing over there.
1: Yep. Um, But yeah, if you get a chance to, when you get a chance to watch it, um, it, it's definitely worth it. I do recommend it. It's uh, it's no, I can't say it, it skews younger than shield. It probably skews younger than uh, the Netflix shows, slightly. It's by the producers that... you. I think you're a fan of the OC, right?
2: Uh, I've seen some of the, the OC. I, I would definitely not say I'm a fan. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, I guess it's by the showrunner and producer of that. Okay.
1: And, you know, it's all set in L.A. and California. In fact, the show is sponsored... At least over here by Discover Los Angeles, you know, mm-hmm. the Los Angeles ter- uh, Tourism uh, Bureau, and Lyft, um, which is an Uber type thing. Um, but uh, I-, I enjoyed it. Nice. And I'm trying. I'm trying not to say much because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen mm-hmm. it yet. But. Uh, I, I think um, I think they did a decent job. I think the budget is a little, you know. Hopefully, they get a little bigger budget next time. But uh, where they spend their money, you'll know where they spend their money on this. And I don't want to okay. say much because it's, it would be kind of a spoiler.
2: <laughs> okay, right. I, uh, I, I I will get to watch that sooner or later. Um, have you? Have you and any start on the Punisher yet? No, no, no,
1: okay. nope. We, you know, like I said, we were away. Um, and like, we, like I said, I was, was sick the last couple of days. I was I, I didn't really want to watch something downtrodden and brooding. And honestly, I, I got to say, I was more uh, curious about the runaways than I was the Punisher, because I kind of know what I'm going to get with the Punisher. Yeah, yeah. And The Runaways was a whole new wild card for me. So... And and it's by somebody who hasn't done a Marvel series.
0: Mm.
2: We know Netflix does a good job. Yeah. Well... For the most part. uh, Yeah. How do you think Runaways compares to Gifted?
1: Uh... I was actually trying to think that... uh, It probably skews a little younger, because these are all high school-aged kids, Mm. Um, and they're working, you can, uh, the Gifted certainly had a better budget. Right. So, um, and and it doesn't really affect the, I mean, it's not like the Inhumans budget, all right? (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, where uh, it's, it certainly had a bigger budget than the Inhumans, Um, but, um, two very different shows. Uh, for some reason, uh, the Gifted for some reason reminds me of, has a Terminator or even, uh, the Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Connor Chronicles vibe to it. And that's just mm. me, um, and it has that Fox vibe to it. Where Runaways is really, it's own thing. Okay, go. Cool. And I will say this: there is a Stanley cameo.
2: Yeah, I heard about that. That that's pretty cool that they managed to get him in there. Like a lot of the other shows of like the Netflix shows. I mean, they've just showed a picture of him. Yeah, like oh, and there's a picture of Stanley on the wall. Yeah, okay. You nope. can
1: even get them for like thirty seconds. Hmm. They, they, there is a, there is a live Stan, Stan Lee cameo in here.
2: So did, uh, did, did you hear about the Stan, the Stan Lee, the controversy?
1: Yeah, I didn't read about it. I, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, like sh- shaming people I, I, for things they did twenty, thirty years ago, whether or not. Uh it was inappropriate or not um
2: but, but let, 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 let me let me, all let, right, me, let me stop you there right because because i've I've got a little bit of insight to add to this um now a lot of the American like news sites and stuff like that that've been reporting this are just taking it as gospel because it was said by a British newspaper now, the British newspaper that that like ran this story over here is called The Daily Mail who are. Notorious for running stories that are not fact checked and they don't check their sources and they just they, they go somebody tells them something and they just write a story about it. So like as far as I'm concerned this story is nothing. <laughs> because uh like some of the other like sites the more reputable sites and that looked into it and there's no like complaints or anything like that being issued against Stanley. So it's it's kind of like it seems like a shakedown to me. From from what I can uh, can read about it, they're just trying to get a bit of press to pressurize Stan Lee and his like uh, and all his money and whatnot, and to just settle in with them so that they don't attempt to take him to court. But which I don't think they would anyway, because they don't seem to have anything against him. So seems like bullshit. It doesn't seem like Stan Lee in any way. And and the 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 allegations they're making against him are more, more recent than. Like 20, 30 years ago, they're more like within the last sort of five years. Yeah. <laughs> but still, seems like bullshit. Um, and coming from the, the Daily Mail, nonsense. Okay. I mean, I, I saw that and it's like, you know, they're outing everybody over here these days. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah, I mean, if people did bad shit, yeah, then yeah, for sure they should get punished for it. But, like, I until not tell proven guilty as well. So, I don't I don't believe those uh, rumors at all. But uh, moving on to happy things, we've got some news. <laughs> sure. Where do we start here? I'm gonna so start. I, I want to go yeah, ahead. No, no, no. I I just had, I had a couple of things just to just to rattle off. Like mm. uh, just a couple of release dates. Just a uh, a forewarning. Uh, Black Panther release date is coming up very soon. Uh, 12th of February over here. Sixteenth over here, and I'm going to try and get to see this one like opening weekend because I, I'm really f- fucking annoyed that I missed seeing Thor at the cinema because I've heard nothing but good things and uh, and yeah I, I can't I can't miss another one at the cinema and um, so Black Panther 12th of February and I'm reminding the audience as well as myself <laughs> so I remember to go to the cinema to see it um, so that's coming out. Then, so 12th over here, 16th over with you guys and uh, Thor Ragnarok uh, Blu-ray and DVD release date is the March the 6th, so I'm finally going to see it but interestingly it comes out digital first so uh, di- on digital it's coming out on the 20th of February so are you going to see them, so, o-
1: are you planning to see them out of
2: order? oh yeah I am <laughs> like I hope there's no like, tie-overs uh uh you you can maybe tell me better, but like without any spoilers, is there anything from Thor that would tie into Black Panther directly?
1: No, not not directly, no.
2: No, okay. Oh, okay, that's fine. Because I mean Thor is mostly space ish as far as as far as I'm led to believe. Unless there's something at the <laughs> end of Black Panther
1: that ties into the end of Thor. Hmm. Uh no.
2: Shit, yeah, I never even thought about seeing, like, that would be me seeing them out of order. Hmm.
1: Well, if you can get, watch oh. it, if you can get it digital on the 20th and then go see the Black Panther the 21st.
2: Yeah, I could, I could do that. I, I might, might do that, we'll see, we'll see.
1: <laughs> just, uh, oh, <laughs> before, just to cut you off for a second, but tying into the Black Panther, apparently, according to, I think it was Tim Hernandez, um, There's a freebie Black Panther in-store sampler comic book out. Black Panther Start Here celebrates Black Panther's stories across the Marvel Universe, introducing brand-new readers to T'Challa's expansive 50-year history while longtime fans will be able to relive some of the King's most epic adventures. Uh, And it it collects together excerpts from uh, the ongoing series as well as uh, World of Wakanda, Black Panther and the crew and selections from uh, Reginald Hudlin and John Romita Jr.'s Black Panther run. And it will be available in comic book stores January 31st, so a week before the movie comes out.
2: Cool. Do you think that, like, I've I've seen a couple of things, like, analysts predicting, like, how much money Black Panther's going to make at the box office. And I've seen, like, analysts predicting it's going to make more than Spider-Man Homecoming. Do you think that it can do that? I hear it's uh, blowing up Fandango, which is
1: the pre-purchase ticket site uh, over here.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose it's the first like African American like superhero movie in years. I think. Like, I mean, what was the last one? Well, he's not. I mean, he's not African American. He's he's African. But I just think. I think it. You know,
1: they're doing a good job with the promotion. It mm. looks like an incredible movie. Um, you know, they're putting uh, a decent uh, rap soundtrack to it. Uh, mm. And, you know, I think it just looks, I, I, you know, it, it's got a real big cool factor to it.
2: Yeah, the st- the style of it, like from mm. seeing the trailers and whatnot, it looks fucking cool. And like that juxtaposition of like the kind of old worldy sort of uh, African tribe and stuff, along like mashed in with the technology aspect of it, is pretty cool. Uh, and I mean, that's what Wakanda is, and uh, taken and it looks like they're managing to replicate like what's been done mm. in the comics, like on the big screen. Uh, so it's pretty it's pretty out there like stylistically compared to like other movies. I mean, I can't think of, have announced superhero stuff. Like I can't think of really another movie that does that sort of thing.
1: But then you see the cool uh, city scenes, mm. you know, uh, uh, you know, the metropolitan <laughs> scenes where he's uh, on top of the car and mm. all of that stuff as well. So I, I think, you know, I, I, I think there's, uh, it's got some good buzz. And you know, to me, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know what the nationality or gender or any of that shit is. Are you, I want a cool movie?
2: Yeah, of course. But, but I mean, like Black Panther's not as big a character as like what Spider Man is. So if if they manage to uh, if they manage to like make Black Panther beat Spider Man, that's pretty impressive. And I mean, it just shows you the the kind of mm-hmm. the Marvel Studios bump. Because obviously, Spider-Man Homecoming, whilst it's in the MCU, it's not really a Marvel Studios movie. Like, that's a Sony movie that is kind of tacked in there. And I mean, whilst it's a decent movie, it's maybe not quite as good as some of the other MCU stuff.
1: Well, I mean, is the Spider-Man brand, has Sony tarnished the Spider-Man brand with the previous movies? Because I guess Spider-Man 3 people hated I mean, I've
2: never no, seen... Spider-Man 3, yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man 3 was a bad, bad movie in, like, pretty much every regard, um, and, like, Amazing Spider-Man 1 was decent, and Amazing Spider-Man 2 was kind of a mess, to be honest. But, um, but, yeah, they, they've definitely done some damage to it over the years. Um, Spider-Man Hong <coughs> Kong was fine, though. Like, there's nothing, nothing awful about it. But it just maybe Other wasn't quite... sucked, but... It was, it didn't suck. Like, it, it was a, it was a decent movie. There was some fun bits in it, and but it was kind of, it, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like a Marvel Studios movie, like it felt like a Sony movie.
1: Mm. Well, you know, this is Marvel uh, branching out and trying different genres, and this was their hmm. John Hughes uh, tribute movie. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, you know, while there are some good scenes. In uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, they could have knocked a half hour out of that movie. Because overall, I i mean, you know, okay. Uh, oh, by the way, not only do I fall asleep in movies, uh, Andy, mm-hmm. I fall asleep on amusement park rides, too. <laughs>
2: nice.
1: Um, I fell asleep on It's a Small World. <laughs> You've been on that before, though. Oh yeah and
0: yeah
1: it, it, yeah but i mean and i've fallen asleep on it before too um, but uh i fell asleep in uh philomar uh the there's a it's kind of a hologram show that my wife likes called Mickey's philomargic which is a hologram movie musical thing and then there was this um i don't know it was uh, it was uh yeah it was sully and mike i think from mm-hmm. Monsters, inc uh, where okay. it's kind of a interactive uh, comedy show with animatronics and video and whatnot. And I fell asleep in that, and I ended up on the screen asleep. They, they, they put the camera on me asleep in the thing, and my wife and mother are just cracking up. Hey. And they wake me up, and it's like, Hey, where are you from? Connecticut. That where the Eiffel Tower is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm wearing like a sling backpack in there. Hey, this is the only guy who wears a seatbelt in a uh, in a non-motion ride. So, but uh, so yes. Um, all right, getting back, you know, and I don't want to go into, you know, what I we we've already wasted a show on uh, Aunt Milf the movie, um, but you know, like I said. Uh, you're saying it do- didn't feel like a Marvel movie. It did feel like a Marvel movie to an extent, but you had all this other crap in there hmm. that uh, just kind, like I said, kind of ruined the experience for me.
2: Um, because I mean, you did have Iron Man in there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all the bits with him in it, like obviously, felt like MCU. Like it felt like a Marvel Studios. Oh yeah, bet they are. But like a lot of the other stuff, yeah. So, didn't feel quite like a Marvel Studios movie. But
1: I'll use that as a segue into... Aunt Milf the Movie 2 is supposed to start filming in uh, June.
2: Nice. Hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, I, think it de- I think it depends what villain they use in this one, as to how good it'll be. So, uh... While most of it is going to be recorded in Ad-
1: Art, uh is expected to shoot in Atlanta. If you are in Berlin, <laughs> G- Germany, uh, in June, and they're filming, and you see something called The Fall of George being filmed, that's actually Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Fall of George, okay. The Fall of George.
2: <laughs> and I don't think that will relate to anything that's in the movie. And supposedly, it's going to introduce Gwen Stacy.
1: Yeah. Now. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else I have? Uh, there's a set photo showing uh, that uh, Captain America will be returning to the Avengers uh, headquarters. This really a surprise. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if that kind of fall under not news for me. Hmm. Um, let's see. This is so far out, but uh, the Wanda Wise from She's Got to Have It has been added to the cast of Captain Marvel. Right? It, it, uh, is
2: have they said who she's playing? Or nope,
1: nope. No, and those kind of fall under not news for me when they don't tell me who hmm. she's playing. Uh, We do know the Punisher does have a season two. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's going to start filming in New York City. Which, it's not, I mean, once again, that's not news because Marvel Studios and Netflix opened a a production studio there. And that's where they filmed all of their stuff.
2: Yeah, and they have, have, like, I mean, they signed a, a deal with New York City. (laughs) Well, <laughs> to shoot all the shows there. So, yeah, yeah And if
1: you want to try and sneak on the set, the code name for uh, the, the series is Crime. I love it when we find the <laughs> yeah. names of these things. The code names. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you filming? Oh, Crime. What the hell's that? <laughs>
2: I think it, they just give it a generic name, so, yeah. that, like, they, so that when the press come up, they're like, "Oh, what are you filming?" And you're like, oh, "I'm filming crime." And the press are like, oh, "I don't care about that." But if you say, "Oh, I'm filming The Punisher," they're like, "Oh, where's uh, where's John Benfil?" Yeah. And then and then you've got the press hovering about and whatnot. And, uh, but I mean, the fact that you, we know this <laughs> like before it's even started filming, you know, like same with Spider Man. Like the intrepid among us could could dig into it. We're not going to. I'm not going to Germany. <laughs> no. No. Um. Let's see. Can you hear my wife? Um. I I can hear a noise in, in slightly in the background. Uh, I can, right. I can't make out what it is though. <laughs> Um, there was also uh, the first image of uh, Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock was uh, released, the first official image. Okay, <laughs> but he's not—he's not in costume. He's just like he just looks like Tom Hardy wearing a shirt, and he's got a book. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like what's the point of putting that image out? I mean, you could have—you could literally have replaced that with any bloody stock image of Tom Hardy. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Show me the fucking suit, then awesome. But otherwise, don't even bother. We have an update. The- yep. We have an update on the Doom movie.
1: The Doctor Doom. Oh, movie. the Doctor Doom, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm waiting for the phone to ring. I don't know what the merger <laughs> does to it. I don't know. But yeah, I don't. That movie's dead. I I would well uh The Gifted got renewed for season 2. Mm. That Yeah, that's true. So uh you know what they're saying is right now it's business as usual at Fox. And that this merger is going to take a year to a year and a half to go through. Yeah. So right now uh a lot of th- a lot of stuff is being um you know that it's still uh, full steam ahead with a lot of this stuff, although I heard uh, New Mutants, and I'm doing these out of order, and I don't know how mm. we're just going to do news until we get sick of it because we're going to do another show maybe Wednesday, um, but the New Mutants got pushed back
2: a year. Yeah, so that is that's going to be in the MCU now. That one I would a hundred percent bet. The, the the Marvels kind of taken a look and talked with Fox about their schedule more and said okay, like you've not really done it with this yet, stick it back, okay, uh, we'll put it into the new MCU however they do it. And I mean we were not we're not really going to know that until after uh, until the fallout of Infinity War becomes clear. I think and Avengers four still untitled, you know, mm. <laughs> like that's stri- still strange to me that that's still untitled. Um, and I mean Avengers three is out this year. And they finished shooting Avengers four now.
1: <laughs> it's still untitled. Actually, I think there's they're, they're still filming Avengers four till
2: July. No, no, they they wrapped it. Did they? Well, they've wrapped they've wrapped principal photography. Okay. Um, just the other day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just the other day. Uh, it's obviously that's that's 2019. That one's coming out. Um, but yeah, they shot. They put up a photo of a cake. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you saw this right but no. it's like it's this, it's this cake that's got like the infinity stones on it and uh, it's like a two tier like two squares of cake, one of which has been held up by two hands, which one of the hands is Black Widow's hand and the other one I, I don't know whose they are. Um, you know, In fact three hands it's been held up by but one is Black Widow and I'm not sure who the other ones are. And then there's like this, this top layer has like a giant Thanos on top of it which I mean, it looks like a giant action figure, but being that it's a cake, I assume he's edible. So I wonder if he was tasty. But it's a strange cake. Like you know, like I'll send you the link to this cake. It's a very strange-looking cake. There's no spoilers in the cake, but imagine no spoilers in the cake that way for me <laughs> or an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there could be. There's definitely eggs in it. Yeah, but there's there's a link with the with a picture. Okay. Um but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so they, they wrapped principal photography the other day. So there's uh, there's obviously still like uh, pickups and whatnot that we need to do, and all the effects and shit like that. But, but yeah, I'll be very interested to see what that ends up being called and reshoots and all that shit. Hmm. Who knows? There was a there is a one image which was uh which I saw which had Tony Stark in costume. And he has a shield badge on his arm. Hmm. Interesting. I want a piece of that cake. Yeah, I mean, the cake it looks pretty cool. Like, <laughs> Marvel should have sent us a bit of this cake. <laughs> Sponsor us with cake, Marvel, please. Thank you. <laughs> Uh
1: Emily Van Camp apparently isn't in either Avengers movie. She's been waiting for a call from
2: uh, Marvel and hasn't had any. So that's Agent 13? Yep. That's interesting that she's not in it. Yeah. Like, because she was part of Cap's team at the end of Civil War. Pretty much. No, no. Was she in Civil War? No. Uh, no she, yes. <laughs> she, yes. You know, she
1: was? Yeah, I'm sure she was. Yes. um all right a couple more, and then we'll uh roll on here um yeah. could uh, avengers uh cross over with uh, uh x men the x men i mean uh, producer says got, it's eight hmm. me who knows it's eighteen
2: months away <laughs> But they finished shooting it. Like if, if if it's if it's happened, then it's already happened. Like, well, I you know i you know uh,
1: you and I are probably have subscribed to a, a lot of the same Facebook stuff. You know, there's rumors that uh, they're going to somehow uh, shoot a couple scenes
2: of Logan for uh, Avengers four. Yeah, I mean, like Hugh Jackman has like spoken out about it and said that like he's done with Wolverine. Unless it's like to be Wolverine in the MCU, and I'm sure Marvel would would absolutely jump at the chance to have him be Wolverine in the MCU because he is fucking Wolverine, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and I'm sure Hugh Jackman would probably want like probably wants to move on with his career, but if he could just show up for the odd Avengers movie or X Men movie and not have to be like the main draw of it, like. Come in as the supporting player along with Iron Man and Cap and whatnot. I'm sure he'd be down with that. puts much less pressure on him in terms of like acting and whatnot. Yeah, uh, even
1: even if it isn't, uh, what's his name? I mean, if the, I mean, uh, you might it might be time to start over with Wolverine. I mean, yes, Hugh Jackman, ha, you know, is Wolverine. Uh, for the last generation, but A, he's getting a little uh, old in the tooth now. This is kind of a re-rebirth of the X-Men universe. This would be the time
2: to to change it. It would would be, but I mean, whoever takes over in that role, unless they are better somehow than Hugh Jackman, then they're going to get absolutely destroyed. By the fans. Destroyed. You know, uh,
1: didn't they say the same thing about Bond?
2: Well, yeah, but, I mean, Bond is has been changed so many mm-hmm. times, and... like, over the years. And some of them get destroyed, and some of them are loved. Um, and, and, I mean, Bond isn't really the mm-hmm. same character. It's but a code cou- name.
1: But we could say the same thing about, you know... Doctor I mean, Who, there's another one. Yeah, yeah the Doctor Who, there's what, 13... Doctor Who, <laughs> yeah. um, and every time it changes, people people are mad. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, at some point, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to walk away from Iron Man. Chris Helmsworth mm-hmm. is going to walk away from Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, Chris Evans is going to walk. You know, if they're going to replace these characters, or you know, or replace the actors playing these characters, um. Uh, it's going to happen because I mean the car- the actors get too old. I mean uh, the, the you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe started about ten years ago.
2: Yeah, the other, the other thing is like actors do get fed up playing mm-hmm. the same role over and over again. Because I mean, like think about Robert Downey Jr. and uh, not so much Chris Hemsworth, but Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Chris Evans. Like, what have they done? Apart from be Iron Man and be Captain America in the last ten years, not a lot. Like maybe the odd comedy movie. Like Chris Hemsworth is because he was really an up and comer when he started being Thor. Like he's branched out and he's done quite a few different things. Like he's in Ghostbusters and he's in that Snow White movie and whatnot. And the hunt there, the his own Huntsman movie. So he's doing quite a few different things, but the other guys are just <laughs> they're not doing anything else. So, yeah, it's probably time for those two to move on. Probably Chris Hemsworth as well. And Hugh Jackman.
1: I mean, he's been hmm. doing he's been doing Wolverine, I think, longer than the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's been doing it... Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, what? The first X-Men movie was, what, 15, 16 years ago?
2: Uh, I want to say it was, like, 2000, 2001, something like that.
1: Okay, so... I mean, it's been almost 20 years.
2: Uh, 2000 it was. Okay, so So, 18 18. years. (laughs) Jeez. But yeah, so yeah, you're probably right, actually. It's probably time for him to hang up his Wolverine claws.
1: I mean, while I would like to see Hugh Jackman do a Wolverine movie... In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if it's why do it if after that you have to replace Wolverine with somebody else? Hmm. I mean, have him well, I mean, in they, there for one movie and then and then it's yeah. you know uh, you know Andy Urquhart as Wolverine after that.
2: Hey, I'm open to it. Like if they pay me enough, I'll do it. I don't, don't you have the think mutton chops that I can already? Off that physique. Well, I do have facial hair, but I don't think I could pull off Hugh Jackman's physique. (laughs) Or even, like, any version of Wolverine's physique. (laughs) But, I mean, if they pay me enough, you know, I'm sure I could hire a personal trainer who would get me in. No, no, it's never going to (laughs) happen.
1: So, uh, this is an interesting story that could Justin Hammer be making a... uh, return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a big deal, uh, in, um, uh, uh after, uh, in, in, Avengers 4, uh, could he be becoming one of the big bads for Phase 4? Um, based on some of the lines in, uh, uh Iron Man 2 that, you know, most of the, uh, most of the people that were trying to replicate the Iron Man armor were at least ten years behind, uh, behind uh, Tony Stark's design. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time Avengers Four wraps, it'll be ten years. So could we? Could Justin Hammer come back? Uh, shit! All right, I gotta get off this link. Um, <laughs> every every couple minutes, it starts playing music. Um, could could Justin Hammer come back uh, with his? You know, could could they be uh, setting up Armor Wars?
2: I think they're moving. Mm-hmm.
1: O- I think they're moving away from the big three
2: after uh, Infinity War. Yeah, I think they're trying to branch out, and like that's why you're seeing like franchises like Ant Man and whatnot start to take off because uh, they know that they can bring these like less lesser known characters and the fold and still make a shit ton of money off them. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is Incredibly expensive, and he's probably wanting, like we said, to retire from <laughs> being Iron Man now. So, yeah, they're trying to move away from that. And I mean, they, they might have a new Iron Man come in. Maybe not recast Tony Stark per se. You have but War can, Machine. But they can do it in terms of the story, yeah.
1: I mean, uh, you know, you could certainly see War Machine taking over. You could see our. Yeah. God damn it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Open up another link because, you know, there's uh, Michael Pena is uh, uh, teasing that there could be a third Ant-Man and Wasp movie.
2: Nice. Um, So probably depends how how well Ant-Man and the Wasp does at box office. The usual. Yeah.
1: And, you know, Ant-Man surprised them with how well it did.
2: Uh-huh.
1: so um you know it's not going to i doubt ant-man and the loss will be a top 10 grossing uh, marvel's mcu movie but i think it'll do it has a shot to do well enough
2: yeah i mean i think that ant-man's profile has been raised quite a bit by being in civil war and with him like turning into giant man and stuff like that in civil war as well like People look at that airport scene, and what they remember about it is that it was a cool fucking fight, and that Giant-Man was in it, and mm-hmm. that Spider-Man was in it, and, like, those are the two kind of standouts from that. I mean, like, do you remember what Kappa did in it? Not really. Do you remember what Iron-Man did in it? Nah, not really. But do you remember Spider-Man swinging around and taking out Giant-Man, like, using, uh, <laughs> using the Star Wars uh, technique? Yes, everyone remembers that, so... And stealing cap kind of shield. His, yeah, stealing cap shield that. But it's kind of raised his profile a bit, so I think that uh it's gonna get a bit of a bump off of uh, off the back of Civil War.
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: But I guess uh they were talking because
1: I guess he and Michael Pena and Chris Helmsworth are in a movie called Twelve Strong.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the, the, the war movie, yeah. the Afghanistan, Afghanistan war thing, thing. yeah.
1: And he goes, we talked about it the first day. It's a whole different kind of club to be in the Marvel Universe, said Pena. Hmm. I don't know if they'll use me in the third movie. I still really don't know. It's cool to make a little bit of a mark on that on that Marvel Universe, and it's kind of a cool club. They run a really cool studio. Hmm. So, you know, him kind of dropping, I don't know if they'll use me in the third movie is, that's, yeah.
0: that's <laughs> kind of, oh, okay.
2: Okay. Well. Pretty much, it's happening then, yeah. <laughs> Unless the movie really bombs.
0: Yeah.
1: We'll see. All right, let's move. Let's get on. We've done enough. Uh, yes. News. We're we're planning on doing a second episode uh, later this week. Um. Depending on it, whether or not you and I survived the ball gaggies uh, Friday. Night, <laughs> yeah. Or I, or just Tuesday one night. final piece. All right.
2: Yeah. All right. It, just one final piece of news to that. Uh, it's been something that's been circulating for quite a long time, pretty much as long as this show's been going, the The rumours of a Black Widow movie, a Black Widow solo movie. Like, oh, my God, how long have we... like? It's been a while since we talked about it right off. but it does appear that now is the stage where Marvel's starting to move forward with it, so they have actually hired a uh, a scriptwriter to uh, to write the movie. So they've hired... Uh, what's this person's name? Schaefer, they've had Jack Schaefer to write a script for the Black Widow movie. So, looks like Marvel's starting to make some some inroads into this Black Widow movie. I mean, we know it's been on the table for a long time, like, since, like, phase one. So, (laughs) looks like it it could be happening, finally. And I'm all for it.
1: I think uh, Scarlett Johansson is a phenomenal Black Widow.
2: Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Like, uh, I mean, she can carry a movie on her own. She's mm-hmm. a huge star, so uh, she like it would be interesting to see Black Widow get a bit more screen time than the kind of cursory time she gets in like other people's movies, like Iron Man two and uh, Captain America two, well, <laughs> the so, Avengers movies, you know.
1: Well, I th- I think uh, they really should have called it Captain America and the Black Widow because she had as much screen time as chris evans i thought in uh... i
2: mean yeah that's kind of true but i mean it was it was still at the end of the cap's story and she was just kind of along for the ride Mm. but but yeah i'd I'd really like to see like a a movie just about black widow and see her origins and see the uh agent carter stuff come into play there and whatnot Mm -hmm. probably not gonna see that (laughs)
1: She could make an appearance. Uh, Haley Atwell could make an appearance.
2: Yeah. <coughs> but yeah,
1: that's uh, that's the news. All right. All right. Let's get into last week's episode. Uh, we are running a week behind because due to vacations and work and illnesses and heaters and boilers and oh my. Um, Everything. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, we are, let's do uh, episode six, which was called what, Andy?
2: It was called Fun and Games. So, and this is the episode which was directed by uh, Clark Gregg. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of cool in and of itself. Didn't mm-hmm. know that it was him that directed it, but. Uh, so this episode we see, uh, Flint, who's a young lad that we saw previously sleeping in Tess's crawler. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if you remember that but like I did call it out at the time going like why are they drawing our attention to this guy we're going to see him again and like as soon as he popped up on screen I'm like yep this guy's going to be something uh, and I was 100% correct um, so yeah we kind of see him try to make his way in the world like, and he seems like a sort of Aladdin type street rat I, I don't know if you got that vibe as well
1: yeah alright I, I get that
2: so he's kind of like he's kind of scavenging and like finding stuff and try like shooting up. Like he finds like a I think it's a bit of a pair of sizzles and he turns it into a shiv and then sells it to uh, to a grill. He doesn't get very much for it though, and he he's happy just to be able to buy food at the end of the day. You're like Phew. he's he's really on the bread line on the sort of bread line. Mm-hmm. And we also see that Enoch has made an alias for Fitz. And Fitz is in this timeline is now known as a Bosch Talk, who <laughs> is a vile space marauder of unlimited wealth. And he, he wears this kind of brooch thing, which uh, symbolizes all the people that he's killed. And it's a huge, like, a huge brooch. So it's a lot of people that he's <laughs> seemingly killed. I'm like, okay. Uh, we also have a, a real great scene between Fitz and Simmons that I, I wanted to. to Draw everyone's attention to it because because this was really brilliant and uh and it was a shame that <laughs> the way that it played out because uh Fitz obviously sees Simmons and she if you remember she's got her like hearing aid thing turned on so she can't hear anybody apart from uh oh I've I've lost his name what's his name
1: Casillia
2: us yeah, they, apart from Cassius, because she—he's the master and only. Uh, she can only hear him speak if he's directly speaking at her. So, uh, she's got to hear anything, and she can't hear anybody. So, like Fitz kind of like sneaks up behind her and like starts talking to her, and he's like, "It's it's me, Fitz. <laughs> Play it cool." And she doesn't move, so he's like, "Okay, she's playing it cool." <laughs> and he and he just basically says that oh he's missed her so much and. Uh, and tells her about how he spent like six months locked up in this military prison and then spent 80 years fo- frozen in space, all just hoping to find her and now be she is. And uh, and he says, oh, the universe can't stop us. We've crossed galaxies and traveled through time. We've survived the bottom of the Atlantic just so we could be together. Uh, and he says, no, a love like that is stronger than any curse. Uh, and you and I are unstoppable together. So, like, he's kind of taking, like, what they've been through and, like, seeing it in a different light, like, because obviously they've spoken about, like, how their love is cursed and whatnot, and they're actually going, well, like, you could see it that way, or you could see that, seeing as they're still together and they're still strong, this is actually one of their strengths that they're able to get through all this shit that they're going through. And, uh, he says, oh, I don't want to live another day without you, and he he then asks her to marry him. (laughs) And she doesn't say anything. (laughs) She just blanks him. Uh, and he's like, oh, I, I know I said play it cool, but like, don't play it this cool. <laughs> it was really, it was a really good scene. Uh, I, 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 this is my favorite scene in this episode. Like, it was brown.
1: <laughs> well, you know, uh, Ian DeCaster is a spectacular actor. Yep. Because, I mean, uh, just, I mean, we've seen him pull off. Uh, you know, the James Bond style, uh, thing yep. a couple of years ago. Now we're seeing, uh, you know, the star Lord, uh, Viola, you know, space assassin type, uh, guy. And his range is just phenomenal. And he just yep. play playing boss here is. here. Uh, <laughs> is, I mean, he's just, he just slips into the part, um, he has all the perfect lines you know like when he's talking to you know because uh after uh Simmons doesn't react to his uh proposal and uh, Cassilius comes in the room or Cassius
2: hmm. they really should have come up with a better name for this clown um, yeah it's too similar to the uh, to the bad guy from uh Dr. doctor strange, strange. um <laughs> And he goes, you know,
1: uh, he goes, you know, I asked your, uh, I'm I asked your uh, servant here uh, a question, and she ignored me, and just mm-hmm. the way he plays it off, and then, you know, because Cassius explains why he goes, well, how the hell do you expect them to do anything, and take care of us if they can't uh, hear, you know, if they can only hear you and it, w- it was uh you know it w- it was just uh, i i love Fitz the super spy they could yep. s- you know when we th- we keep thinking of you know uh the failed uh mockingbird uh lance hunter show spin off fits could probably pull off his own show to an extent
2: yeah i i mean i'd, I'd love to see him in like an- in a movie with uh, like him as the star in it uh, no i don't know like how Far away that would be, or whatnot, or even like a TV show with him as the lead, in it would would be awesome. Obviously, he's he's uh, contracted to to this at the moment, which is an ensemble piece. But I mean, he could easily be a lead man, like hundred percent. He's got the he's got the range to do it, definitely. Um, but yeah, like I, I thought it was actually very clever, like in terms of the, the character here and what he did because he managed to uh, like essentially trick Cass- uh, Cassius and to into turning off Simmons's. Uh, mm-hmm someone's hearing aid thing and cause he's never turned it back on. <laughs> so he switched it off and just like forgot about it because, uh, because Fitz needed, <laughs> needed her to go, I don't know, get my banana or something.
1: <laughs> so, yes, I, I thought, um, I, I loved Fitz in this episode.
2: Hmm. Yeah, if does kind of float the idea of buying her here as well, um, and Cassius tells him that or she basically comes as a freebie with quake. Yes. Which which is a a, a 2 for, you know, it's a good deal. It, de- it depends how much quake is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so meanwhile the uh the cree have decided to harvest some of the youth for an unscheduled ter, ter- Genesis ceremony. Um, and this is obviously because they've got all these battles here so they're like, well, we might as well see if we can uh get anyone else that we're able to sell off to make some extra money here. Because he's trying to make as much bank as possible. It seems like he's trying to get away from this place. Like, just make a shitload of money and then patch it. Uh, withdraw from from uh, the, the lighthouse. So he, this is his exit, exit strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the kids who is taken for the Terry Genesis ceremony is this guy Flint that we saw at the beginning of the episode. Um... And I remember he's a friend of Tess's. Like she let him stay on the Trawler and whatnot. Uh, uh, sorry, craw- is it Crawler or Trawler? Trawler. With trawler, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so he experiences a successful pterogenesis and he becomes uh, <laughs> an inhuman of sorts. But like it's really weird the way this scene went because uh, he turned to stone the other uh, three people that, uh, that went through it didn't have any effect on them the gas um he turned to stone and then as soon as he broke out of the cocoon he was gone so i thought he was invisible i was like oh great an invisible guy like that that'll be cool to see like how they how they deal with that but it turns out that uh he was actually just snatched away by yo-yo as soon as he came out of the cocoon he does say though that he was quite happy to be sold on (laughs) because he thinks that he would have a better life and mm. the people on the on that level would uh, get a bit of extra money and whatnot and he was like, no, 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 no. People who buy other people are not good people. Like, you would have a shit life whatever you were to do. You would be I don't know, made to fight in battles, you would be treated as a slave, that sort of thing. So yeah, people who buy other people are not good people. That is a good mantra to live by. Uh, because of uh, because of what happened with uh, with Flint disappearing as well, um, they kind of work out that he's still kicking about somewhere, and that somebody's hiding him. And Tess is the only person who like knows him, so she is hung because of his disappearance, killed and hung, pretty much off screen. Like uh, the uh, the Shield team, like Coulson and that, just walked past a room, and she's just hanging there dead. You're know, like, that is a. Like it's it's kind of it's kind of heart wrenching like to see that, but at the same time, it's also a bit of a shit ending for for the character. Did you not think?
1: Yeah. It, well, a I don't expect any of these characters uh, to come back. To, with them, no, probably not. Maybe, maybe this guy. Maybe this guy Flint. Maybe. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it, it 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 was sudden. And, you know, it kind of was like, "Holy shit. They just killed off one of your key characters for the season." But remember, they've done this in the past. They killed off Zena's mom
2: <laughs>
1: in one episode. Yeah, yeah. They they killed uh Coulson's girlfriend uh by the ha- halfway through the season. They didn't kill her. Yeah, they did.
2: No, not not. Uh, <laughs> no, not. Um, oh, not the cellist. The the other one, right? The one that Ward killed, Okay. Yeah, I can't remember her. Yeah, name. that's true. No, <laughs> so, I, I know who you mean though. Uh,
1: so, you know, uh, it sh- it shouldn't surprise us, but it did.
2: I mean, like, I, I don't mi- I don't mind them killing off the character, and especially like, and not even. I wouldn't have even minded if they killed her off in this episode, but they should have just had her death have some sort of meaning, you know? Like, rather than just, oh, she's dead. Like, okay, like, she could have died in, like, a heroic way, like protecting them or something like that, you know? They could have done something with her death instead of just being like, oh, these these guys are dicks, which we already knew. Like, but they just kind of tried to make them look like even more dicks. Like, that's the only reason that you can really put for a, a death like that, But uh, but, I mean, I, I think that they could have. They could have done something better with her, with hey, her death.
1: You haven't seen this week's episode yet.
2: No, no, I have not. Okay. Um, <laughs>
1: uh, okay, it, well, it, it it be it'll, it'll be a look. Uh, looking back, <clears throat> it's understandable. Now, you know, I'm not gonna, okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna give anything since you haven't seen. I'm not gonna spoil it. But looking back,
2: it, uh, Do you it know, like I'm, bad. I'm almost. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm almost certainly going to watch the, the uh, this week's episode tomorrow. So I'm probably going to go. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um. So uh, moving on. Um. During the dinner with the with the other biddles for Quake. Um. Fitz proves himself to be a, a formidable character, and he manages to earn Cassius's respect. Um. Basically, because he refuses to eat this uh, fresh Zandarian snail that one of the other guests has brought along, because it looks fucking horrible like would you would you have eaten that i wouldn't eat that it looks disgusting i might take a bite andy you
1: follow me on facebook you see That's the weird true. shit i eat um <laughs> I've, I've always uh said you know i've always preached to uh my nephews when we take mm. them out for and make them try weird things i said you gotta at least try a bite hmm And other than one obstinate, stubborn, pain-in-the-ass nephew, um, that's worked. And eventually he came around to to our uh, way of thinking, too. But at seven, he
2: was a pain in the ass. He wouldn't eat barbecue chicken pizza. (laughs) Do you know, my my daughter's kind of like that just now. Like, I was trying to get her to eat bolognese tonight, and she's just like, nope, I don't like it. Have you ever tried it? Hmm. I've tried it, the school one, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, school food? No. I'm like, this is nice food. She's
1: like, no, no. nice! <laughs> right, okay. come on, it's spaghetti sauce with all extra meat. Yeah, I know. Like, mm, uh,
2: okay. But, yeah, I mean, she'll get there one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we we then... Uh, what do you think of this old dinner scene that was kind of interesting? They had, like, this uh, center guy from another planet pop up as well who... Now, this guy... Um, who is in uh, Better Call Saul, and he's a really good actor, so I was surprised to see him in a kind of smaller role like this. So I don't know if they'll reuse him any more in the season, but uh, but he was a kind of interesting character. Bit, bit of an arse, but mm. kind of funny as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so,
1: <laughs> you know, he he played his part. Yeah.
2: Um. So we then move, move on, and we see the, uh, the first fight, so it's the exhibition fight, which is uh, bet- there's kind of they do a bit of a warm up to the quake fight. So they have, first of all, the guy Ben, the inhuman mind reader uh, fight against May. Um, Now, May still, bear in mind, injured from her uh, getting stabbed through the leg mm-hmm. <laughs> in the first episode. You so, know, that's because she suffered in
1: real life a some type of leg injury. Right. OK. That and they sense. had to write it into uh, the script this year. Mm. so so they're using her real life injury uh uh, as a plot device
2: well i mean that's fair enough and Mm. like it works absolutely fine like uh and it's actually kind of a probably one of the most realistic portrayals of an injury that i've seen so that makes complete sense like uh, a lot of the time when you see someone get injured you know they're like oh i've hurt my my wrist and they're they're like they can't fight for one week and then the next week they're like absolutely fine and there's no effect from it ever again. But this one, she's like struggled with this the whole season so far. So yeah, I mean that that's actually kind of cool. Um but yeah, so she used to fight against this mind reader guy, and she's still a, quite an adept fighter, even with the injury. Um and she obviously kind of struggles to fight this guy though, because he can he's reading her mind and he can tell exactly what she's gonna do. Mm. But through through the fight, she eventually Realizes that she just has to stop thinking about what she's doing and just kind of do it. And Mei is quite adept at doing that. <laughs> she manages to, like, kind of, kind of put up a decent fight against them.
1: She's in, also somebody that can, uh, uh, fight through the pain. Yes. I mean, yes. She, she you know, she she's Melinda May.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and even Ming Wen as well, like, she. Mm she's quite hardcore like in terms of the stunts and whatnot that she's that she does so yeah fair play to her for uh fighting through the the injury like even to put on like a, a decent it's still a decent display of a fight like this um but yeah so he eventually can't read her mind anymore and they have the fight but she is the whole time trying to convince him to like team up with with them and fight back against the the kree folk but he's like, no, no, we can't do that. Like, I have to kill you, <laughs> essentially. Which, I mean, the guy's reluctant to do it, but at the end of the day, like, it's her or him. Um, and he does kind of get to the point where he's, like, seemingly about to kill her. And Fitz kind of steps up and is like, oh, this is a crap fight. Where's, where's the real fight sort of thing? Just to try uh, to stop this guy from, from killing me. And he, he, en- he ends up convincing Casillas to send me to the surface rather than have her killed. So she ends up being sent to the surface to be taken out by the roaches, seemingly, although we don't see any of that yet. And I'm still skeptical about what these roaches actually do to people when they get them. Like the, certainly the roaches on the surface anyway. Uh however, uh Ben, the mind reader guy, uh does he's he's up for the auction as well and people start bidding on him, but Cassius removes him from the auction and then uh kills him. Because, or well, gets uh, Sun- What's her name? Sunara. Uh, gets Sonara to kill him with her blue balls, um, because he lied to her about uh, Daisy's interrogation. And and I thought this was a bit of a shame to kill this guy. But uh, again, like like you said, a lot of these people might not make it out of this because this is in the future. And at the end of the day, most of them aren't coming back to sh- like to. The, well, let's. That's presuming we go back to the. The, the normal timeline, um, they might not, they might do something else, but uh, yeah, I mean most of these characters won't cross back over, so they've they killed off this guy who had an interesting power and they could use in the future, but so be it, killed off, dead, another one. Um, but yeah, meanwhile, uh, girl finds the the shield team who have uh, who have Flint with them and he holds them captive and he interrogates them basically about them not having the, the metrics and they're like oh he's like okay you need to tell me why the fuck you guys don't have didn't have metrics when you came here like what's the actual story and goes and tells them the real story and he's like you're talking about this prophecy thing he's like nah not true don't believe it <laughs> and he he basically plans to uh sell them off to sell them out to because he is so that he can essentially profit from their probable deaths at the hands of Casillas however he hasn't taken into account uh, Flint because he doesn't have control of Flint's uh, metric so Flint manages to utilise his inhuman power which has developed which turns out to be a geokinesis which essentially means that he has the power to manipulate the earth around him and within him to a degree supposedly
1: Okay, that's yeah. So, he he
2: he moves rocks. He can lift rocks yeah. essentially. He's so Terra from those. the Teen Titans. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't like lift can't avalanche lift metal or yeah or wood or any lab of rocks. No problem. That's fine. kind of ge- like avalanche. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now this guy is actually a character from the comic books. That's right. Uh, what's his name in the comic? His name in the comic is uh, Jason. Or he's also been known as uh, Jason or uh, Corvostax at various different times, but uh, he's one of the ones that was uh, affected by the Terrigen bomb when that happened in the comic books. Okay. And he uh, he was taken to Orolan, the city of Orolan by Lash. Okay. So let, let, it's a little tie back to if you, if you remember who Lash was. <laughs> he's yeah. uh, May's, May's husband <laughs> but yeah we're not going to see that here but, um, but yeah so uh, a legitimate inhuman from the comic books so kind of interesting that they're pulling, pulling out these ones uh, although you do have to go digging to find out who this guy is he doesn't even have the same name <laughs> uh, okay so yeah, uh, so he he uses his, his uh, geokinesis power to uh, against Grill, which uh, but I mean he he doesn't really know how to control it too well at this point, and he ends up dropping a giant rock on Grill's head and kills him. So another one dead, three characters killed off <laughs> in one episode. Chip, yeah, like, three named characters like that's that's probably the first time they've done that. They've like they've showed us some characters for a few episodes and developed them a little bit, and they just killed them all off. <laughs> like okay, like what the hell's happened here? So I don't know. We're gonna maybe meet. Well, we've met this guy Flint now, but maybe we're gonna meet new people, or maybe those people who just serve their purpose. You don't need to hear anymore about them. But pff, interesting. Um. But yeah, Colson Coul- tells him though that like, you had no choice. And, <laughs> and how many times have we heard Colson say that? <laughs> True. You had to do it. You had no you, choice. You had no choice. <laughs> And my, my, my wife said that to me, she's like, I think I've heard Colson say that, like, a <laughs> lot in this TV show, <laughs> like you, know, you had no choice, I'm like, okay <laughs> especially to justify a killing, like yeah. Yeah,
1: you, no, you know, he's the leader, he has to, kind of uh, uh, justify these things and mm. um, rationalize
2: so uh, at this point uh, cassius's brother arrives uh, at the station um to bid on on quake and seemingly this is at the behest of uh their father who they doesn't they didn't see who their their father is but maybe he's a character from the comics I'm not sure <laughs> um but yeah so this arrival ends up meaning that uh Sinara is chosen to uh fight against Daisy. No, so now Sonara's the, the the blue ball grinder, freaky blue bitch lady. Uh, so I mean this fight is kind of interesting. Like Daisy manages to deflect off the, the blue the blue ball lady's balls mm-hmm. a good few times and she manages to put up a decent fight against her. Um and I think she would have won this fight at the end of the day if they'd kept it going. But um but essentially the she's trying to just create enough of a distraction so that uh, Daisy Fitz and Simmons are eventually able to uh, sort, sort of subdue the others via, there's a sort of screen like, I don't know what you call it a weird laser screen thing that, uh, that Cassius puts up and Fitz manages to disable it and they uh, they do all manage to escape eventually, which, I mean it was, it was cool, but the best part about it was that during the escape Simmons asked Fitz to marry her <laughs> Yes. which I thought was hilarious it, because it, it, it mean, was cute. It was a I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because he's like, "Oh, see, so you couldn't hear me. earlier? I asked you to marry me." And she's like, "Of course, she did." did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm. So yeah, they, they managed to escape, and obviously they're not escaped from the station yet, but they've escaped from the the uh, Cree control for the moment at least. Um, whilst that's. Whilst that's happening, Enoch has painted himself blue and looks fucking hilarious. Uh, basically, to look like a Cree, um, and he decides to head up to the surface to try to m- rescue me. Um, and he like has a, an altercation with a Cree guard who's like, "Oh, you, you can't go up there. People don't survive if they go up there." And he's like, "Oh, I'm not a person." <laughs> Obviously, alluding to the fact that, I mean, we certainly believe that he's a watcher. Yes. And uh, that, that's that's pretty much everything that happened in the episode. Um, what do you think overall for this one?
1: Well, I've seen it three times now because we originally <laughs> planned on doing uh, yeah. this earlier. Um, and honestly, I think it got better with each viewing. I picked up a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I got a couple of tweets I want to read about it as well. Um, I liked... I liked the the fight with with Melinda May.
0: Hmm. I
1: I like the showdown between Sonora and uh Quake. Um it was you know uh it, we finally got to see you know, we've seen Sonora kinda just uh fondling her balls and uh, <laughs> using them Chucking them at people, yeah. Yeah. Uh, using them here and there, but actually seeing uh, how adept she was with them, and you know, uh, I'll get into it with the tweets. But the thing is, you know, Daisy's quake; she yep. should have been able to pretty much uh, take the bitch out uh, right away. And she, and you know, one of our one of the one of our tweets said uh, it felt like she was kind of holding back, and maybe she was because. Uh, A she, uh, well, if if she's going to kill anybody, it's going to be Sonora because she killed what's his name earlier. The the telepath. Oh Ben, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So if if uh, she, but it's you know like like you said, they were kind of using the fight as a ruse to keep everybody distracted until uh, Fitz and Simmons made their move. And, uh, so, but, uh, yeah, I kind of would have liked to see, seen an all out, uh, obviously Sonora was, uh, do, was, uh, battling all out. She hadn't, uh, cause she knew it was a fight to the death and she wasn't happy yep. about being p- placed in that position. Cause uh, she's going up against somebody that's known as the Destroyer of Worlds,
0: <laughs>
1: and she's on or she's in a uh, base that is uh, part of the world that this person has destroyed—the husk of the mm-hmm. Earth. Uh, so uh, obviously, uh, Quake at some point does get uh, some type of power boost um or you know learns to uh better control her power so mm-hmm. uh but the daisy we know does not rely on her power as much as she de- de- relies on her fighting skill at this point uh her her power is just one weapon in her arsenal and so So the fight is a bit contrived because it's not an all out battle, but it is still no. great to see the these two characters with two very uh interesting powers. I love Sonora's balls. Um I, I think you know, I, I find her to be one of the most uh intriguing characters that they've introduced in the series to date. Because she barely ever speaks up through this episode Hmm. uh she just uh is usually there uh rubbing her balls and (laughs) yes I'm having too much fun with this uh but (laughs) but you know she's usually there rubbing and caressing her balls uh uh in the background with some type of uh with just the most uh incredible look on her face all the time um You know, it's just like, uh, you know, she knows that she could probably kill the entire room uh, within 10 seconds if she ever had to. And she's just uh, there in the background seething. Um, So, uh, seeing her able to let loose and... Use the, use her balls in creative, uh, fashion and the way that I, <laughs> now I'm not going to call them orbs. I'm sticking with balls. Um, yeah. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and seeing She's, how they would, uh, you know, like she'd have them, uh, you know, w- they'd come from different directions and cat catch uh, quake from behind. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole sentence. Oh my gosh! It, it's it. It, it just. It, I I I just really liked the character. I mean, I guess it would be kind of like if, uh, they didn't kill off Yandu and you were able to see what his um. His uh spear could, you know, we got to see his spear mm. take out basically a, a an entire shipload of people, uh, yeah. in thirty seconds. Uh, but you know that was his swan song and here we get to see uh, you know this this character has potential uh it ha- she has an interesting ability and uh it's something that um it just works
2: and yeah. I mean, she reminds me of Gamora, like 100% definitely Def- definitely has a bit of
1: the Gamora edge to her, at least the comic book Gamora. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, so I like to see. I, I really did enjoy that battle. I love the scene between uh, Fitz and Simmons, uh, where you know he gives his uh, monologue and proposal and then real and then realizing uh, well he doesn't know it that she can't hear a goddamn word he says um, <laughs> you know it was a heartfelt and sweet and then absolutely hilarious because well uh she's on
2: mute so
0: yeah. uh, <laughs> Uh, it's like,
2: it's, I mean, you've probably done it on the podcast before where you've been on mute and you've like said a, an amazing thing about something yep. and then gone like, oh shit, no one's heard that. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, so, you
1: know, there were a lot of, uh, good scenes in here. Uh, Tess dying. Um, A, I wasn't invested in the character all that much, but I did see potential and you know to me she she was more of the the bargain bin uh, gamora than uh, mm-hmm. S- sonora um, you know her and dex you know they they're the yeah. they're the bargain bin uh, star lord and uh, gamora to uh, i mean they even look like them for Christ's sake um, <laughs> but you know all of a sudden yeah she's dead and did they waste the character? I think, I think the cast was a little crowded and you have to, you know, this, this storyline is wrapping up. We are on the back half. This is episode six. So uh, you're going to have to start uh, scaling down the characters. And I honestly thought at the end of this episode, I thought they killed Cassius. When she slit his throat.
2: Oh they did, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure. You know, I've seen that scene three times. Mm. Now granted she she was working with a butter knife or something to the mm. to that effect. But
2: um I thought Cassius was dead. Depends I, spoilers, how, uh, um <laughs> Depends how the uh cre- metabolism works right enough. Like you don't know how quickly they would bleed out, and we don't like we don't know how quickly that uh, how sharp that knife was as well.
1: Right, but it, it appeared that they killed that Simmons killed Cassius. Yeah, and I mean, she, went, I for the, she I I went for the she literally went for the jungler. Yeah. Um. So, um. And you know, with May down on. uh earth or what's the left of Earth and the watcher guy on his way down there and you know what I saw from scenes from next week at the end of that episode I thought we were probably uh, to an extent done with the space station or whatever the the whatever you want to call the base um, but uh, we're not um, not yet but uh, I I, overall, I you know this storyline is f- you know ha- has uh you know it started off slow, but I can say that for almost every storyline uh, that Shield has done, the first episode or two always are I'm kind of lukewarm about, but 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 they always deliver in the end, and they're doing it again.
0: Hmm.
2: You. Yeah, I, I did. I definitely enjoyed the episode. Uh, um, I think it was like a more fun episode than normal. And but I think Fitz's kind of monologue to Sevens was was my standout for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I re- really enjoyed that scene. Really good. Um, It'd be interested and, and I've actually really liked seeing Enoch. like <laughs> painted blue for some reason. It was strange to see, but uh, it'll be. Interesting to me how they reveal his character and if he does turn out to be a watcher, do I think he will.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, you want tweets or numbers?
2: Uh, well, let's give numbers and then tweets. Okay.
1: So a cu- couple of things. Uh, as we stated, uh, there, there's been talk that uh, there could be a season six of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, mm-hmm. it, they had, uh, the TCAs, I think this week where, uh, the, all the television producers and companies get together and kind of pimp their stuff. And, uh, Channing Dungey has said the, you know, the head of ABC has thought that, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. has done over, done well overall and that it is, uh, you know with the DVR numbers it certainly uh ups it's uh it does well when you uh add its uh DVR numbers basically doubling in audience share so mm-hmm. that's a good thing um they haven't said whether or not it's coming back yet they were disappointed in the inhuman's numbers though um yeah. <laughs> so for this episode, uh, January 5th, 2018. Uh, it's, it's holding its own at, uh, a point seven, which is, which is a three share and got 2.49 million viewers. That's live or same day. I don't have the plus seven yet. Um, in fact, they only go back, uh, to December where it shows that it's doubling. Um, and it came in second. It lost to Hawaii 5 which got a 1.2 rating and a five share and hmm. 9.96 million viewers. So hmm. it's, doing all, it's doing all right. Um, and, you know, I use TV by the numbers as, as uh, my barometer most of the time. And uh, it is showing... Uh, it has put um shield as uh likely to return now okay so go cool. i mean it's still not doing great but uh li- like we've said marvel doesn't our a b c doesn't have much to go um uh, mm. to uh to, to To bring back next year.
0: Mm.
2: Scandal is... Yeah, there's nothing nothing waiting in the wings that would take its place. You know, Scandal,
1: uh, this is the last season of Scandal. Uh, A lot of its shows are tanking. And, you know, this is a Disney-Marvel-ABC joint. You know, they own the whole thing. They produce it, etc. And maybe it's good Friday night fodder. Um going over to tweets. First of all, we got one uh from so uh, I think this is a new tweet uh new Twitter follower. Mm-hmm. I haven't haven't seen tweets from him in the past. Um so Soren Fog. Uh and this is kind of directed at you, but it clarifies a couple things on um last last uh episode. Rewind. Mm-hmm. In real life. Ian is a Celtic and Man U fan, and Nick is a Liverpool fan. Do you remember who? C-Celtic.
2: Celtic, Celtic.
1: <laughs> okay, I've always heard the correct no, pronunciation no, is Celtic. No.
2: Ke- Celtic is uh, Celtic is like the. Uh, you no no you you are correct in some regards. Okay, so there's Celtic music and the Celtic like uh, Celtic pecks and that sort of thing, um, but. There is Celtic as the football team. Okay, <laughs> all right. The team, the team is called Celtic. Okay.
1: So in real life, uh... you would
2: get you would get people you would get people tweet as if I did not correct you, though. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right, all right.
1: <laughs> yes. What I need is a Twitter war. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, in real life, he is a Celtic and Man U fan, and Nick is a mm. Liverpool fan. Is that the way it was? I think it was, that, that was the way it, yeah, was, it was in the, yep. the episode.
2: Yep, it was. Yep. So that's probably something that they've uh, that they've brought over from uh, from like real life banter. That's kind of cool.
1: Oh, I was reading an article, um, and we didn't get to it uh, whether or not uh, Nick Blood is going to make any more appearances this uh, season. And mm-hmm. it's I don't know who knows Marvel could call any time. <laughs> So to me, that says he's not planned to be in any more episodes. But at the uh, at the bottom of the article, it also said that Ian and Nick Blood are very good friends in real life. Okay. So. All right. We uh. So Soren, thank you for uh, tweeting us, and feel free to do it again uh, sometime soon. And then uh, Tim Hernandez's opinion on episode six. Kind of bummed Tess just died all of a sudden without a Mm -hmm. heroic ending. Fitz was great again as well. I think he echoes our uh, opinions on it. And Stephen Elmy also uh, uh, tweeted about uh, the episode. Awesomeness incarnate. Loved Fitz as a scoundrel, especially the rescue. Shame we had to lose Tess in order to gain Flint as an awesome new Inhuman. I love the fact that Simmons has now married Cassius Or no sorry I love the fact that Simmons has now marred Cassius I'm sorry
2: <laughs> Okay so so yeah I mean even okay. if even if she hasn't killed him he's going to be scarred Oh yeah Yeah which which would actually probably be more oh, it probably was for him <laughs> He'd probably prefer to be killed than to be uh, scarred cuz he doesn't like that Remember there was somebody mm-hmm. Uh, somebody was scarred her in the season and he just killed them. He's like, no, you're not perfect anymore. Die.
1: And that's one of the reasons he is so fascinated with Simmons. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because she ha- doesn't have any uh, scars or uh, marks.
2: Yep. No metric or anything.
1: All right. Uh, and Enoch is still is still awesome, especially blue. Deke? Mm-hmm. MIA? Mm-hmm. Oh, but it, it just kind of reminded me uh, I got. To, I saw the Blue Man Group while I was on vacation. We took my mom <laughs> to the Blue Man Group.
0: Nice.
1: So, it was a fun show. I I've seen them once before, and I don't. You know, it's something that you don't have to see every year. Mm. Um, but uh, do you know? Do you know? The only
2: reason I even know who the Blue Man Group is is because they're featured in Arrested Development. <laughs> oh, and, okay. I mean, it's not the sort of thing that I would. Uh, they would ever go and see. Like oh, it doesn't look appealing to me at all. But but like the way they do it in the show is they have one of the characters yep. try to audition for the for the blue man group and it's it's pretty funny. It's
1: it's out there. It's hmm. weird. Uh we had fun. Um I like I said, I've seen them twice now. Um, I can wait a few years before I see him again, but it is a fun night and entertaining and you, you, you would, you'd, you'd have some fun at, at the show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it, it's worth it's, it, it's, it, there's no way to describe a blue man group concert. It's not, it's not <laughs> a, con, it's not a concert. It's not a show. It's not a musical, um, it's just this weird experience, funny experience, and it's a it's a good time. But yeah, it's like hmm. you kind of come out of there. We took my mom, and we we're trying to, you know, she she sees the posters for uh, these blue guys, and she's here. What are you taking me to? It's like <laughs> I, I can't. We can't explain it. And you know but she, my mom was a, a very good sport and went along with everything we did and she, she said mm-hmm. after all you know after uh, it was interesting and fun but uh, like you know it's, it's then I said, do you understand now why we couldn't explain what it is? but you're a drummer you you would be into mm-hmm. it. I mean it yeah. there, uh, it uh, is heavy on percussion. And very yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. percussion. and if you go and watch some YouTube videos where, like uh, you know they're drumming where and pouring paint on the drums and the paint splatters all over the place. and if they ever come and you can get tickets, you don't need to be in the splash zone. Um, <laughs> we we did not even get a drop of anything on us. I don't think anybody did, but I guess sometimes the shows can get messy. Um, I, I, it would be an interesting night for you and you, your wife. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on. Um, one more. Just uh, Gazman, an- another new uh, tweeter. Uh, so I wanted to mention him. He uh, sent us the link on the possibility of season six of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the fact that the Inhumans is probably dead. DIA but I did want to mention him because he he did uh oh he did take the time to uh tweet us oh one more yes okay this, this uh James Warren is behind like you <laughs> yeah uh and he hasn't seen episode seven yet uh, so this one's a, this one's a little bit further up the line. James Warren on episode six just got done with episode six of AOS. What an awesome episode! Fits at his greatest. Awesome fights, though. I feel Daisy was holding back against uh, the blue bl- the blue ball crusher bitch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know yeah. if we find out her name until episode seven. So. No, they mentioned they mentioned her name, I think. They, they in mentioned
2: set. it before, C- scenario, yeah
1: so. All right. I think we're done, Andy. Yes. All right. Andy, when you're not crushing blue balls, where can people find you?
2: You can find me trying to crush Ali's blue balls every Tuesday on forty to level one. That's what we do.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, we've Speaking got a of Ali kind of and one. blue balls,
1: which yeah. he's probably going to be suffering from for the next week or two. <laughs> uh, congratulations on uh, the birth of his daughter.
2: Yes, congratulations to Ali. Um, he and his wife just had a, a baby girl last uh, well earlier on this week. Um, her name is uh, Alexa. All 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 good. All healthy. All happy.
1: Yeah, I can't say so, that uh, name, otherwise uh, Amazon's going to start
2: sending me shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean we do shutting have
2: my lights of off. <laughs> yeah, we do have one of those in the house as well, but it's downstairs, sequestered away from the podcast studio. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, so I got them strategically placed so that uh, I can shut the lights off from anywhere <laughs> within feet.
2: But yeah, but yeah, congratulations, to Ali, and his wife on, that, on their new arrival. And um, he, I believe, he is planning to come on the show on on Tuesday. Not uh, not the ball, guess, but on uh, on our show on Tuesday. So. Um he will be there, I'm not quite sure if he'll be there for the full show, or if he's going to pop in and out, or, or what's going to happen, but he will be there in some respect, so if you want to hear his uh, <laughs> his thoughts on becoming a father for the first time, tune in. Um, but yeah, we broadcast live on allgames.com every Tuesday 4.30 Eastern, one thirty Pacific, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time, and we talk everything, movies, TV shows, and uh, mainly video games, and all the video game news and whatnot, and uh, you can find all our episodes on Stitcher and iTunes as well as allgames.com archive.
1: And uh, please uh, wish uh, forward my uh, congratulations and well wishes to him and his wife and his new daughter. I
2: will do. All right. uh,
1: You can find because I don't do Twitter really. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me Tuesdays nine PM Eastern on AllGames dot com on the B Team podcast with my co host ryan fred and eli where we talk video games tech and tv it was a very short show last week it was just the chip and ryan show
2: yeah i heard it probably the shortest beat him in i don't know years (laughs)
1: well
2: you know i was on vacation i didn't really play any games (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) and uh so uh yeah so it was a very short show but that's just be that's just the calm before the storm andy because this mm-hmm. week is the show that I dread all year long, which is the B-team infamous Ball Gaggies. It is our Game of the Year award show where we have Ryan, Fred, Eli, myself, Andy, maybe other people joining us to uh, tell us what their favorite game games of the year were. Uh, and it usually get people get fired up people disagree <laughs> yes people it's good banter it, it is great banter it is uh it is also usually over 3 hours long mm. uh i've tried to call call it down this year keep telling them less is more but they keep adding categories <laughs> um i at one point i said for every category you add you have to take out two <laughs> <laughs> um so but we do have a great time doing it um uh it has uh they are some of our best episodes and i look uh, i dread and look forward to it at the same time but uh andy andy has uh agreed to join you've been with us i think you've done it every year with us haven't you maybe not the first year
2: uh, I've I was I was checking because I still have all all my my files for the like games that I gave the, game of the year to and whatnot for uh, for each year so <coughs> there's like five years in a row I've don't it know okay <coughs> so uh, you know uh,
1: they they asked me I said is Andy coming I said absolutely send send, send mm-hmm. him uh, the the show doc so uh, yeah uh, but if you <laughs> This you get at least five opinions on what uh, the best games of the year are from very five very different people with very different tastes. And then we have Ryan, who's played you know probably five hundred games this year, so <laughs> to completion. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested in know what his count is for the year. I, I I have a feeling it's going to be down. I think uh, I think he's. Finally getting to the point where real life is uh interrupting uh some of his game time.
2: <laughs> Plus if he's playing huge games like Persona that are like a hundred hours long.
1: <laughs>
2: I I'm playing I, I just started uh
1: Horizon uh well I started a week or so before uh vacation, but uh hmm. I'm you know, I I probably in the last couple of days have put in Probably six, seven hours, and I've barely scratched the surface of that game. But yeah, that's a good game. It's amazing, but I, it's also flawed, and we'll get into that.
2: Tuesday. Yeah, that's for Tuesday. Save it for Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, this show's going too long, too. So, uh, all right. Uh, and then you can catch me Thursday nights on Knuckleballer Radio with Sean and Eli. Uh, I actually was too sick to do the show this Thursday. So, I have a, but I know Sean finally switched over to uh, uh, w- wicking his own vapes. So I'm I'm sure that um, a lot of the show was based on that because there was a lot of uh, internet chatter between him, Eli, and I uh, the week before as to what he should buy. And of course, he go, turns around and gets exactly the opposite of what we tell him to. Of but course. <laughs> because that's what Sean does. But uh, you can catch me on Knuckleballer Radio with Sean and Eli's th- Eli Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on allgames.com. It's also on Stitcher and iTunes and wherever else Sean puts it. Uh, so I don't care if Sonora's fondling your balls. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys. There's too
2: many ball references.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah,
2: I had to go with it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, until until she's no longer in it, and or she stops playing with her balls, yeah, you keep going with it. <laughs> um, anyway, I need to get a to get to bed, get to right, bed on. Stop working in the morning. Alright. Uh, but I'll uh, I'll I'll be on on Tuesday U- usual time in it. Yep. Yeah. Probably yeah, cool. a couple minutes early, but you know yeah I'll, I'll be around because I'll have done 42 anyway so I'll, I'll be around alright man alright man better
1: And welcome to another episode of Agents of Shieldcast. I am God. I am God. <laughs> Bow before my grandeur. Um, I, am, I am Groot. I am Groot. We, we, we skip a couple of weeks and you see what happens. <laughs> All, right. All right. Take two more beverage. This means I'm going to, all right. And in three, two, one.